Bart Life Living, a podcast about the life of a 20-something, the fuck-ups and learnings and real-life inspiration, how you can make the very most out of your 20s. Hello guys and welcome to another episode. My name is Olivia and I'm just a regular 25. Oh no, damn, I'm 26 now. I'm just a regular 20 something. Let's not say how old exactly. Going through a coach life crisis and in this podcast, I share my thoughts and experiences, but also I invite inspirational guests to give you and I some inspiration how we can live our life to the fullest and make the very most out of our 20s. Um, So today I invited Bettina Whitman. Bettina has been working location independent and also started her own business. So she works and travels at the same time. And that's something I've been wanting to do for a very long time. And I think as uh, 20-somethings and young professionals, many of us want to work and travel be it at the same time or one after the other, I think anybody can take something from this interview. So Bettina is the founder of WePound Marketing, an online marketing agency. So we have a chat about how she set up a business in her 20s and which also enabled her to travel location independent, as I already mentioned. And because she lives this lifestyle and she loves it so much, she also initiated WeWork Location Independent Austria, which is a community and platform for people who want to live this kind of lifestyle. We also talk about the pros and cons of this lifestyle and being a digital nomad or location independent person. And we also talk about traveling, the coolest country she's been to, her tips on how to save money when traveling because we know we all want to do that and yeah we also talk about her struggles in her 20s how she struggled with confidence and kind of got over that and yeah it's nice to hear someone's experiences and thoughts and i find that a lot of people towards the end of their 20s early 30s are a lot more relaxed compared to people around my age which is so it's nice to hear how they kind of made it all work out and to get some inspiration i hope you enjoy this episode as much as i enjoyed doing it and be sure to leave me a comment on my latest instagram post you can find my links in the show notes as well as bettina's links if you have any questions or want to get in touch with her and yeah enjoy listening guys Hello Bettina and thanks for joining me on the Quarter Life Living podcast. I already gave a quick introduction. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi Libby, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. I can just turn 30 so <laughs> but I can remember very well how it was to be in my 20s because it was just like a month ago. I am from Austria originally but I travel a lot and I work location independent since about 2016. So um, my background uh, has been in marketing basically half of my life. So, but I kind of like experienced also like different fields. So it was a little bit in, in event management and then in um, 
2014 and moved to Amsterdam for two years. And this is basically where it was also my turning point. We're really focused on online marketing only. And in 2016, during backpacking, basically, I started my own business mm. and uh, turned this into an agency within like half a year. And yeah, since then, I'm working in online marketing mm. and... I have an online marketing agency, so basically we focus on social media a lot. Um, we're an international team and do this fully remotely. Awesome. That that sounds so fun and exciting. Like I'm super interested to hear more about how you work location independently and you travel around while you work. Like I've been uh, super interested in that. But before we get into that, I want to ask you something because we actually met through your Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> and... Facebook groups have had a huge impact on my life. I don't know, I've found friends and stuff, so I want to hear a little bit about your experiences. How have you used Facebook groups and groups to like meet people and stuff? Yeah, that's actually a really interesting topic. I love to talk about that because <laughs> um, I feel like on um, Facebook groups are very much underestimated, but mm. you can tell that it's already kind of like up and coming, so more and more Facebook groups pop up. I found them super helpful and super interesting. I um, I post in Facebook groups probably like every other day. And also um, basically a lot of my friends I got to know through Facebook groups. But they're groups about kind of like any topic there is. And so you can find a community, you can find answers, you can find friends, you can connect with people on a very different level. And this is also why I also started my group. And I don't regret it at all. I think it's pretty cool. We're like more than 500 people in there now mm. and yeah we get to meet each other and I also met a bunch of other people that some I work with some are just friends and I think if you're looking for an answer you can not only google it but also look for it on Facebook and therefore it's yeah it's super helpful yeah I think it's super helpful to just find people whether it's work related or like something private there's always a community where you can ask questions and stuff so I think that's that's really fun yeah I also like um, for example there's this digital nomad girls group and mm. every time I went to a different country or a city where I didn't know anybody I was just like hey I'm like I'm in New York is anybody around and then like I don't know three to five people yeah. answered and like once we already elected like, a meetup as well um, and or I just meet somebody for coffee or maybe co-working and stuff like that. So yeah, mm. you can also make friends quite quickly mm. um, if you're open to it, mm. even if you don't know anybody. <laughs> awesome. For anybody listening who doesn't know what working location independent or digital nomad, do you want to explain what it is? Yeah, what it is. <laughs> I think we've been looking for a definition for like quite some time now, <laughs> but basically what it means, it's working without an office or working away from an office. This could be like working from home, could be working from a cafe, a co-working space, or um, like digital nomad is a little more um, connected to traveling, as it says nomad. Um, so it's about people that do work from their laptop, I would say. And you just need Wi-Fi basically or a quiet room. And you switch places, not necessarily all the time, but to some certain stage. So some, there are some even like part-time nomads, if you want to call it like that. So they, I don't know, they spent their, their winter in a warmer destination, working from there. And then for the rest of the year, they live at home, wherever that might be. Um, or like myself, for example, I don't really, 
I have like, let's say some sort of home base, but I don't really have like a home in a classic sense. It's definitely an up and coming trend or it is a trend already. But it's also been kind of sold as the dream and everything <laughs> is perfect and it's the perfect lifestyle. But a lot of digital nomads and um, people who work location independent also have some struggles and have come out with that and said openly there's pros and cons. So for you, what are the pros and cons of living this kind of a lifestyle? Pros and cons. Uh, let's start with the pros. Yeah. <laughs> so with the good stuff. Now for me, it was always I was always like a very ambitious person. But for me, for example, going to the same office every day, it just it was exhausting I, I don't know like after two three months so like kind of lost my motivation for a job sometimes not saying that I didn't work at all but it was just like not I wasn't excited anymore mm. and so for me this was one of the reasons why I started to work location dependent because I need that creativity I need that change of environment mm. not necessarily every day but like every other day and it makes me push forward more basically one other Upside is basically that I get to see my friends, my family anytime I want, basically. I get to see new places, eat great food, <laughs> love food <laughs> um, from different countries. But also, like, I think I could grow my business a lot faster and get different insights and perspectives from people that I probably would have met if I would have stayed in my own country. And I realized that as well, a lot in industry that my point of view and how I do things and like work on things are sometimes a bit different than let's say the classic agency and I think this is all because I work location dependent or because I met people from other countries or I even like even because of Facebook because of all these groups that actually show you different strategies that that's not only one way you can actually do other things mm -hmm. as well um, so I would say these are some of the upsides and um, I mean I already said that but basically also being with family and friends not only because I feel like it for example if there is like an emergency or something you, like when I was living in Amsterdam for two years and my grandmother died I couldn't be there mm. but now for example I you know I can just leave and or like spend time with the family whenever I need and the downside I would say depends on I think the job you do and also a bit of the personality you have like I hear a lot that people feel a bit lonely I didn't really experience that yet, but maybe because I'm I'm so outgoing and I'm like I do stuff all the time and I just go to events and I speak to people. It doesn't matter if they want to speak to me or not. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> so like like I said, for example, when I go to new places, I post in groups, I meet up with the people, I go to to events, co-working spaces, kind of like you know try to get connected really quickly. Um, to basically don't have that, and I work in a team as well, so it's not like I work for myself only. Um, then another downside would be a little bit of a rush life sometimes if you're like for example in a location and um, that you don't know really well and let's say for example the Wi-Fi connection is broken or you don't know where to go um, to basically to work from there like happened to me last year where um, the cafe I was going to was closed and I had a call in like 10 minutes and then I was like damn it where should I like go now and work from so I was like running around like crazy had to move my appointment around so stuff like that um, and I also would say it's not necessarily a downside but this is more so it depends on the person you are you really have to be self-organized and you really have to 
self-motivate you basically because there is no one around telling you that you have to work from nine to five um, or like be at a certain place, start working. So you really have to be on top of your things. And I met people that really struggle with that, for example. Yeah, I can imagine. I think it depends on what kind of person you are. For some people, it is the dream and the best way to live. But for some people, it's too stressful or they don't like to self-organize everything. So, yeah, it definitely, I think, has ups and downsides. But what about, like, keeping relationships going and building, like, deep friendships? And for me, who who's in a relationship, like, how does that work? And have you met people who make that work and stuff? Um, I think it's also so many different cases. So especially regarding relationships. So for example, I met my ex-boyfriend while traveling. So we met in Bali at a hostel. And then we traveled together for one and a half years, basically. So we just did it together. Not everybody can do that because like sometimes the partner has a full-time job and is not so flexible. So I have heard from so many different situations also how they solved that. So some people just were like, okay, then we just do this. I don't know, like when he has, for example, vacation days, we go somewhere or maybe just once a year together. So this is all like the, the part-time nomads, if you want to call it like that. And for myself, I never saw this really as an issue, but also... I was very lucky, let's say, with my ex-boyfriend. And since then, I never really had the situation. But also, on the other hand, there are more people out there than you think that actually already have that lifestyle. So look around more in, <laughs> in that area, I would say. But um, when it comes to friendships, I mean, it depends from person to person, I would say. Because, for example, I stay connected through Facebook a lot or, or in general social media. But I must say, or I feel at least I'm not the best with staying in touch with people sometimes because I receive a lot of messages and I'm having a hard time to reply to everybody sometimes but I try at least to check in every now and then and I also know friends of mine for example they really have certain dates with their friends so they always have a Skype call let's say every Tuesday at 7 p.m or something like that I'm unfortunately one of those <laughs> but I think so far every, I haven't heard any complaints maybe they just don't tell me I don't know <laughs> but, What about your friends, you older friends, like you grew up with or you had in, in Austria mm -hmm. beforehand? Like, are you still in touch or do you feel like the relationship changed because your lifestyle changed so much? Like, what about those friendships? So my childhood friends, I am in touch with, again, at least two of them. So I grew up in, in, a, in a small town in, in, in Austria, basically. But I was going to school in Vienna and moved to Vienna um, when I was like my late teenage years, basically. And my friend's circle, let's say, like they changed already when I started studying. But all of my close friends, not all of them, well, let's say most of my close friends from the beginning of my 20s, I still have. And we have, for example, a Telegram group where we like update each other. And that's actually a really good way to stay in touch because with this group in particular, everybody of us moved at some point to a different place in Europe. So that was like the only way to stay connected. So we sent each other video messages because it's more personal, you know. And uh, it doesn't have to be every day, but like every other day somebody's checking in. For me, being location dependent or, or in general, like being a digital nomad, I would say that wasn't really the reason why my, my, my relationships changed. I feel for me, a game changer basically was starting my own business. 
because I realized my friends became entrepreneurs, basically. I'm not saying that I'm not in touch with the other people anymore, but I feel like it shifted more towards that because you have different schedules, I would say. You know, you attend the same conferences eventually or meetups or something like that. So that, I would say, was more that changed everything than, yeah, leaving Austria. Yeah, super interesting. I think in your 20s, like, relationships change a lot and um, friendships, but they also come and go. Like, mm -hmm. you, you get back in touch with older friends, depending on what, what stage you're at. It's mm -hmm. very, very interesting. But I definitely find, like, sending video messages or voice messages is a great way to keep that personal connection. Yeah. All right, let's move on to a hot topic. Um, something I asked recently on Instagram is, what's the coolest country you've been to so far when it comes to traveling? The coolest country? Oh, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Bali. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons why I went on this backpacking trip was because I was interested in becoming a digital nomad. And so I already knew where kind of the hubs were. And Bali was one of those. And I met a lot of people that were already digital nomads. That kind of like made me see what type of people do that type of, it's not a job, but like <laughs> live that kind of lifestyle. And I realized basically that I can do that as well. So that was a big change for me. And also, I think it was just like opening also my mind. I did yoga there, I did meditation there. Um, even though I don't do that much mm. anymore, but I just really like the experience and to see also a different side of me and what you know what I what the body can do. Um, I met really interesting people in Bali, basically. Yeah. So for anyone who's listening and who might want to start a digital nomad lifestyle, what would be the first steps just to go to Bali to figure out like is it even something for you or? So come to my meetups <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so no, I would say try to get connected with people that are already doing what you want to do so one thing I think people always forget is that being a digital nomad is not a job it's just a lifestyle so first get to know people that do a job that you would be interested in doing that you can also do from your laptop And this could be also, like, if you can't leave right now, obviously you don't have to travel the world. You can also, like, meet local people or, like, um, there are always meetups for or Facebook groups. Let's say, for example, for girls, there's Digital Nomad Girls. There is, um, I think, Digital Nomads around the world and a bunch of other groups as well um, that are worldwide. Um, if for Austria, then we have WeWork Location Independent Austria. Um, ask questions there, get connected with people. Um, learn processes, learn the programs, learn, um, find out where you could go. So, for example, I was looking where are the hubs worldwide. Yeah. And in my case, um, I planned my tour around that. So I tried to go to, um, to Bali. I went to um, Chiang Mai. I went to Bangkok um, because I was going to Southeast Asia. And... There are so many people like that. And then I just started talking to them, just asking them questions like, what are you doing? How do you like it? How did you get started? Um, what do you recommend? Like, if I want to do the same or what do you don't recommend? Where else should I go? Stuff like that. Yeah. And then just see where it takes you. <laughs> Super interesting um, to hear about your, your travel experiences. And I think 
a lot of our generation is traveling a lot or wants to travel a lot, but it's very costly. Like, I mean, it costs a lot of money. So my question is, how have you found the best ways to afford it or to save money? So when I started my trip, I had a budget already. So um, luckily, <laughs> it's much easier if you have a budget. But I have also met some people that didn't have any money. Like they just started to work at hostels or in a bar or something and worked their way through or started applying jobs online. So I would, for example, um, if you want to work location event, for example, I would look for like sites like Upwork or Freelancer to start with basically or offer like a, you know, a, a free project or something and to get started but if you just want to travel then I would also I mean in any case you can look at for example um, cheap hostels I would go just book the first night eventually in a place maybe two nights and then go from place to place and ask for the cheapest rates because or the, the best place you want to stay at because I realized also that online the prices are much higher and not every um, place can be also hotel is online especially in countries like Southeast Asia um, and so that's already like something how you can save money then if you're flexible you can get pretty cheap flights as well and something if you want to like live for free there's something called trusted house sitters so if you like animals for example you can uh, apply for a house sit and then you can get to stay at their place for free. You just have to take care of their pets, which is usually, let's say, a dog, maybe two dogs, or a cat, which is super easy. Um, and then there, I mean, sometimes it's just a couple of days, but there are actually some deals out there for like a couple months or let's say six weeks, which is actually a lot to live in a place for free for six weeks. And some of them are really nice mansions, actually. <laughs> Have you done it? I haven't done it. Well, kind of. Um, I was visiting a friend who did it um, for a couple of days and we got to live in a really nice house in Chelsea in London. It was super fancy. <laughs> <That's> so cool. <laughs> really nice, yeah. But I actually know a bunch of people that travel the world just by doing that and for years already. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. I have to look into that. <laughs> so we talked a lot about traveling, um, but I want to get back to your online business mm -hmm. um, because I think that's what enables you to kind of live this travel and work lifestyle as well. How did you even get into online marketing and online advertising? Or First of all, tell us what exactly it is you do at WeBound Marketing. So uh, we run Facebook ads and Instagram ads for um, e-commerce businesses mostly and innovation companies. Um, we also do a bit of organic content, but we do mostly uh, advertising. And uh, how I got started, well, I had marketing already in high school, more than 10 years ago. <laughs> and, but at that time, there was not really any online marketing at least not in school. So it was super classic marketing. And then I studied um, advertising, but it was also classic advertising. So basically I had to learn everything myself. <laughs> and the way I did it was I started a blog, not to become a famous blogger. That wasn't really my intention, but just to learn the ins and outs of having an online business. So yeah. how to create a website, how to do email marketing, um, what can I do with social media? Because like at that time, social media was still like in his in its early shoes, basically. And um, 
So I wanted to see also at other strategies that, for example, you can really do with your, your work account, basically. Um, all that kind of stuff. And then I applied for an internship in online marketing for four months or something. That was when I was in Amsterdam. And after that, I got a job in online marketing, still had my blog on the side, still tried out things and did a lot of like self-learning online, just Googling um, online courses. I think that was a big game changer for me as well. And within like, I think after two years or something, um, I started my own company. Uh, started with one client and then I just like scaled from there first doing online marketing in general and then after a year I basically said okay this is what I want to do and grew the team and so yeah since then we're basically just doing social media only and funnels. I think we're definitely the generation to learn a lot of our skills online like you said most of the stuff that I do in my work are for this podcast I didn't have a clue about I googled and and looked up stuff online. Do you have any tips for anyone who wants to go into online advertising? What's like the best course you've done online or, or yeah. where to find them? Yeah, so there, I think the best way to get started, well, there, there are several ways of doing it, I would say. On one hand, just Google it, obviously. Facebook, marketing or whatever. And there are so many resources popping up. Also, one advice I could give you is don't only look, for example, in German, also look in English, because in English there are, there's much more out there, I would say. And also because most companies are from the US, so they also launch certain features earlier and then you already know about it. And after that, they start implementing it into other countries. I could also recommend you to look on, when you want to go into Facebook advertising, go directly on the Facebook website because there is actually, if you go to Facebook for business, there are actually courses that are for free. If you want to get into Google advertising, there are free Google courses because they want you to understand their programs to use it. And then after that, I mean, there is a course it's from Kat Howell. She's a, she's a girl from New Zealand. She runs an agency for Facebook ads only. And um, her course is really great. It's called FHEC. For everything else, I would just like put in Google and see what's popping up or go to Facebook groups and ask. Cause like, it depends really. There's so many specific courses for like, you know, if you want to niche down or yeah. for copywriting, let's say yeah. there's probably a different course that I don't even know about. I definitely find like people are niching down. Like it's not just, copywriting it's not online marketing it's not content marketing it's like niching down into email funnels or instagram um, content whatever one more thing i want to talk about business is uh, women in business and starting a company as a woman because i mean we've networked at um, female founders and i think there's still so few women starting businesses mm -hmm. why do you think that is and how can we encourage more women to go into business and make the move yeah that's actually a good topic to talk about i think before talking about female only i think one problem that we have especially here in austria yeah. or i would say even in europe but Austria even more so because we're such a secure country um you get pension maybe not as much anymore as you used to but You st you're kind of like still taken care of then you got great unemployment benefits you got um, like five weeks off 
a year usually which is compared to the US where it's like one week is like a lot more so like you don't really get pushed out of your comfort zone to start a business because it's like you know it's easy to work for someone else um, I think this is like one of the reasons that are already stopping a lot of people from starting their own business um, which is more not so secure let's say it like that in the beginning but um, then uh, when it comes to female especially I think uh, we have a lot like we suffer a lot from the imposter syndrome um, so uh, we're not as confident we're not raised as confident sometimes to start our own business so for example in my particular reason I already like wanted to have my own agency when I was in high school and or like not necessarily at that time but like one day you know but I got, I've been told basically all my life like why you want to do this you know it's like you know stay safe like get a career you have to, like kind of like what you want to do because like you're so young so you have to basically start for like work for someone else for years maybe get a higher position and then you can start like something which is not really true nowadays obviously you need to know your stuff but um like especially when it comes to digital marketing it's so fast-paced like I would rather work with someone that has worked for half a year on Facebook ads, but just that, than somebody who's done it for two years, but more than a year ago, because it's just changed so much. You know what I mean? And then I think some, some women are also intimidated by men because also women have been raised more like, even though we don't realize it, but we kind of look up even to men or like if they if they become a bit more like de demanding or something or like aggressive while they talk we already like okay maybe he's right you know it's just like instead we should be like no 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 actually this is how i feel about it or this is how i see it and we get pushed back sometimes and you just gotta take back that power if you want to say it like that you know and get the confidence but I'm wondering, how can you get that confidence? Is there anything that helped you to get more confident as a woman in business? So for me, I would say meeting digital nomads, for example, was one of the game changers. Because I always felt like I need to know more, I need to learn more before I can do this and that. And then I met actually people that I found, that sounds actually kind of mean, but I found weren't as skilled as I am or weren't as educated as I am and they were doing it and I thought if they can do it why don't I try it at least and it just worked really well for me <laughs> I would say I was really lucky so just realizing that also another person doesn't know everything either helped me a lot and I, how I did it it's hard to say I think it was a process it took me probably a year or two to really be there where I'm now Something that I would recommend is, for example, go to Facebook groups like Digital Nomad Girls and talk to other women, talk about your fears, talk about yeah your hopes, basically, or do a business course. For me, that was like also very interesting because I got the confidence to do my price negotiations in a better way or... Um, like it, it really depends also what your fear is about and what's holding you back. For me, it was more like I never really learned the structures of an agency in that sense. And that's why why I wasn't confident because I was always like, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Or um, But then when I realized how you really do it on like or other people do it, that gave me the confidence to step up for myself more and be like, no, 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 this is actually right. And I, I stand behind my, yeah, what I'm saying or doing. Mm. Awesome. I think it's great and, and I'm loving seeing more and more women um, 
stepping into becoming self-employed and stuff and supporting each other as well which I think is a huge huge contributor um, for me as well it's just meeting like-minded people and that changes so much and Mm -hmm. I think you just have to get out of your comfort zone and not just hang around with people you already know because that's when stuff really starts to happen yeah maybe go to conferences or stuff um i think that's also something that changed a lot because i met people not even just like digital nomads but also entrepreneurs who've been there or some like have seven figure businesses and i realized they're actually not much more different than me they just have a different attitude and yeah mindset mindset Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's so so cool to meet business owners or like Oh, wow he's a CEO or whatever and then you just talk to them and you're like this is just a person like me and um, that definitely puts another perspective on things one more thing I want to get into because in the quarter life living podcast we talk about the struggles and the fuck-ups and learnings we go through in our 20s so is there anything um, any major things you you kind of struggled with and you overcame and kind of came out the better during your 20s I'm sure you did because we all do (laughs) (laughs) Um, for me I think the biggest change was the confidence basically I was even if you don't believe that I was very shy (laughs) very very shy really very shy yeah people never believe me that (laughs) Um, yeah I was like sometimes even too like frightened to speak up in front of my friends like that was early teenage years but like let's say my confidence grew with like 16 started let's say like started to grow but I would really change my 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 20s so I think I start to value myself more um my time my um kind of like I was always putting other people first not saying I don't do that anymore but I kind of also put myself in front as well because like I, I know that well I did things sometimes like just because other people asked me to and I even didn't really feel like I wanted to do it or stuff so I kind of like value my time more as well let's say like that and also like speaking in front of people like that's how I started basically speaking on stages because I was so frightened to speak in like front of people yeah just also the same thing for business like when I when like in the beginning of my 20s like, I think I could have never had conversations that I have right now with clients or um, business partners or just like you know sometimes when when they tell you like oh this is well, like a very expensive price you have or something like that even though you know it's actually not that much um, how I did it I think by just throwing myself out there like get outside of your comfort zone um, like like I said I so I was always frightened to speak on stage so well I started with workshops so it's a more like a private atmosphere but in general I just contacted the uh, um, the organizers talked to them. I was like, hey, can I help you somehow? I wasn't even like pitching myself or something. I was just like kind of wanted to be part of the of the conference, for example, or so. And then, yeah, they kind of liked what I was doing and invited me. And I was like, okay, if there is no turning back, <laughs> I have to speak on stage now. And I just told myself, like, they came to see me. They They wanted me to speak on stage as well. When I speak about... They wanted to see me, I mean the audience, and when I see, like, they want me to speak, I mean the organized. So there must be something that I'm good at or I'm doing right, otherwise that wouldn't be the case. And just by reminding myself or, like, telling myself that um, I already started to be more confident and then obviously after doing it, I realized, 
it's actually not as bad. And people came up to me like, yeah, you did a good job. It was super interesting. And that just built, up, built it up as well. Um, and then in general, I think I started to listen to a bit more like mindsets, um, conversations people had. So I was trying to meet more people that are really like focusing on mindset. I, I watched like Tony Robbins and um, mm. like uh, the doku and stuff. So I always liked also the psychology, um, how human behavior works. And I read a lot of psychology books and I think all these little things, they just like built up over time and that kind of like mm. got me there. Do you have a favorite book or a podcast? Mm, a favorite, I have a lot of <laughs> um, a favorite books. I wouldn't say on that topic necessarily, but I really like expert secrets of um, Russell Brunson because it's it tells you a lot about the human behavior as well and it's more marketing related but you learn a lot about that as well do you have a favorite podcast or do you listen to podcasts and audiobooks uh, I listen to some audiobooks but not as much as I want to actually um, but I watch a lot of YouTube videos I think this is more what I'm doing mm -hmm. and more to um, certain questions that I have at the moment I don't really have like um, something I'm listening to every week or every day um, it's more like when I have a question or a certain topic I'm interested in at the moment and I'm just googling it or watch TED talks and stuff like that I love TED talks mm -hmm. super into TED talks okay we've talked about a lot <laughs> private and business but at the end of my Quartz Life Living interviews I like to ask my guests If you could go back to Bettina, 20-year-old Bettina, who is like just finished her sushi in a sushi restaurant and <laughs> you'd, you could put a little message into her fortune cookie, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give your 20-year-old self after 10 years experience? <laughs> I would just make it pretty short and say you can do it. I think this is like something we all need to hear sometimes or often <laughs> and um, just go for it because I think the problem always was that I was listening to people or even myself telling me I can't or I have to have this in place before which is actually not necessarily the case and you can trust yourself and your gut feeling what a great way to end this lovely interview thanks Petina for joining me Bettina, is there anywhere people can find you? How can people get in touch with you? I know you have some WeWork location-independent meetings happening in Vienna. Um, how can people find you? So I would highly recommend on social media. <laughs> um, so either Facebook or Instagram are probably the best ways to contact me. So there is a Facebook page called Bettina Wittmann or the Facebook group WeWork location-independent Austria. And there's Instagram, which is also Patina on the line Wittmann. <laughs> okay, I'll link all that in the show notes as well. So if you guys want to get in touch, thanks for joining me, Patina. And bye, guys. Bye, thanks. <laughs>